listening to the Twin Theory Podcast, Season 3, Episode 2. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, This is the Twin Theory Podcast. Yes, and we're on Season 3. Season 3. This is Season 3, Episode 2. And as we mentioned... Uh, last time doing it a little bit different this season, analyzing uh, twins and, and twin stories and, you know, twin journeys. And and so just a little different this season. Absolutely. And if you listen in to our first episode, you uh, got to walk through a, a interesting experience with us as we discuss the silent twins. So hopefully we, today we have another uh, fun and interesting one for you. So uh did you want to explain it this time? I know last time I talked about the silent twins. I'll let you uh, dive into a little bit of the, the backstory for today. We are talking about the identical twins from the documentary uh, Tell Me Who I Am, uh, which is on Netflix. It talks about the experience between two identical twin brothers, one Marcus and Alex. And uh, Alex, at the age of 18, had a really bad motorbike accident and lost all of his memory. And uh, when he woke up in the hospital, um, he couldn't remember anything, but he was able to look over, see his twin brother and remember everything about his twin brother. He knew that that was his brother. He knew what his brother's name was and I'll say characteristics and qualities about his twin brother. Outside of that, he didn't know anything else. He didn't know who his family was. He didn't know he had to be retaught everything. So over the course of the next few years, he heavily relied on his brother Marcus to teach him everything and everything seemed fine. You know, Marcus taught him everything, showed him pictures of his you know, family and growing up, it just gave him these stories about how life was pretty much really good for him uh, growing up. There were some hints at things that were a little bit off, uh, but for the most part, everything lined up. Well, fast forward, his father passes away and there's some interestingness that happens, uh, you know, between Marcus and his father's dynamic uh, before his, his father, pa- their, their, sorry, uh, father, pass away. And then the same thing happens when uh, their mother passed away. Uh, Alex is devastated and Marcus seems not to be really, you know, bothered by the fact that their mother just passed away. And so this really, there's some more questioning, internal questioning with Alex, but it's not until they start to actually go through their mother's house and he sees a picture of the two of them, of uh, him and his brother Marcus, that he starts to realize maybe something is not exactly right here. Maybe the things that Marcus told him about their childhood aren't don't actually align with what actually happened. So I don't want to give away too much of the documentary, but definitely it's just going through. It's this point where Alex realizes that something went amiss. It didn't really go the way that Marcus told him. And then ultimately at the end, Marcus reveals to him what happened through their life. 
So that's a nice little, you know, shell of it. Uh, that's the verbal trailer of the documentary. So definitely after watching that, so many different questions that come up. And Marissa, I'll, I'll, I'll let you talk about, you know, maybe some of the questions you had. Okay. So again, don't want to give away the documentary. So I'll keep it kind of a high level generic, but throughout the documentary, Alex, which was the one that lost his memory, um, he kept talking about and reiterating this concept of not being alone. So, but he tied it into the fact that he was a twin. So he was like, yeah, you know, since I'm a twin, I'm never alone. You know, you're never alone when you're a twin. And so it kind of made me think a bit like, well, as a twin, have I ever felt alone? And what, you know, what do you think about twins in the concept of being alone? Can, can twins actually be alone? Yeah, you know, that's a very good uh, point that you, uh, that, that's, a, that's really good because it's a, it's a thought that I, that it's kind of reoccurring throughout the entire documentary. They keep saying, you know, oh, we are part of each other and we're never alone, never alone. And yes, growing up, um, you know, growing up, I always felt like I had you, <laughs> you know, I, I felt like I always you like you were always going to be there and that I needed you in a sense. And so when I was really, really young, I'll say elementary school, maybe early middle school, I did not feel alone because I felt like, well, my sister's going to be there. I had moments that I felt alone, like when we were at school and they would separate us to go to two different classes, but I knew in the end I would be back with you. But it's not until we became a bit older, I'll say definitely late middle school going into high school that I felt that, yeah, you're there, but it's just like having another, you know, brother or another, another sibling, another brother or sister. Yes, there's definitely moments where I felt alone. And I still, you know, going into adulthood, there are moments where I feel alone. I have an identical twin, but uh, me and you go through different struggles. You know, there's there's different things and, and different, I think, phases of our lives. We don't conquer the phases at the same time in the same way and so yeah absolutely i i do have moments of loneliness yeah i was thinking the same thing when he said that i was like i mean maybe depending on the set of twins you ask <laughs> they might not feel like you know they're ever alone because they have each other but i mean when we are together especially when we live together you know we're only our rooms are only a couple feet apart but there's still times where you know, we could be in the same house and I feel alone and we're twins. Yes. But, you know, I still, as you said, have things that I go through that you might not go through or we go through things at a different time. And even though I know that I can talk to you and that you can get it or understand it to a degree. Um, yeah, I feel like just because I have you as my twin, I, I can feel alone sometimes. So. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just us. Maybe it's our set. Maybe if you ask another set, they might not say the same thing. But for us, I thought it was an interesting concept he kept mentioning in terms of twins and being alone. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and to just kind of, I guess, in that point or that thought that I have in my head is that, you know, physically being alone, maybe as a twin, 
definitely growing up is not a thing unless there's some really interesting circumstance that separates you and your twin you're physically most likely going to be with that twin your entire life until you get to a point like us where maybe we branch out go to college that sort of thing and then hey years later we reconnected we live together but physically being with somebody does not mean that mentally you're you know you feel like you're with someone or somebody is there you can still be alone mentally in that person be sitting right beside you physically so uh definitely to answer that question a little more clearly definitely i think that even though you're you know we are identical twins and there are identical twins out there that uh there are absolutely chances uh for them to feel alone so that uh that was a good question and it's definitely something that was, you know, kind of reiterated throughout the entire documentary that and also uh, the mentions of their parts of each other or pieces of each other, almost like a, you're a part of me and you're my other half. And you hear that a lot, but they really, really kind of uh, Alex definitely, you know, kind of really made that a point a lot because he used it as part of his reasoning into really trusting and believing in, in, in Marcus and understanding Marcus is because he felt like they were both uh, that close and they had that level of uh, closeness. But I think that his own hypothesis was proven wrong <laughs> in the show if apparently they were that close, but Marcus was withholding uh, information from them. So that was an interesting part of the show. Um, so getting to, I guess, kind of the next point. Um, so there was some trauma that they suffered and Marcus decided, you know, he was not going to reveal that information to Alex. And he, he mentioned it as a way to, of protecting him. And do you think because they were twin, uh, because they were identical twins, or do you think just because they were siblings or whatnot that he felt more of a responsibility to protect his uh, sibling? Because there are many people that looking at reviews have thought, mm, well, I might've actually told my sibling what happened, but do you think because he, you know, they were identical twins and they sh shared a deeper bond that maybe that was more reasoning for him to feel like he needed to protect his brother? Uh, I don't know if twin had anything to do with it. I mean, being the fact that we're twins and we have the, you know, the pleasure of having another sibling that is not our twin. Just thinking if, if I wasn't your twin, if it was just me and say V, I probably would not have told VJ everything, at least early on. Now, once he got older, um, I may, you know, I probably would have discussed it with him so that he knows, but early on, especially looking at the level of trauma, you know, when you're recovering just from a brain injury, if you will, and you only remember one person, I agree. You do want to keep everything real basic. You don't want to throw too much heavy stuff at them at once. Let them just kind of process, relearn things. But I do think later on in life, I would have revealed it whether it was twin or not. So just out of, you know, love for the sibling and, and wanting to make sure that they understand it. Now, I say that in a, in a mind not having gone through the type of trauma that Marcus had, because 
you know, had I gone through that type of trauma, maybe I would have done the same thing as him and not wanted to reveal it because revealing it to to his brother and to Alex brings up certain feelings within himself. So either way, whether twin or not, I think that um, I would have initially started by not mentioning anything about it. I would have just kept it real high level. This is your name. This is who we are. Things like that. Yeah, it's it's. You know, definitely, I agree there. You know, when he first came to, you know, even being 18, I, I definitely think I would have fed him a a nice story or I would have fed you, sorry, a nice story. And uh, but at some point in time, you know, Alex started to look at the writings on the wall. There were things that were being presented to him that made him wonder. And the thing is, it wasn't until, what, 20 years later um, their mother died uh, when they were 32, and when this was shot, uh, they're 52, 54, it was at least 20 years later. So, you know, over a 20-year time span, your twin is living with the thought of, hey, something has happened, I know something has happened bad, and my twin is not telling me what happened. What if Alex had passed away and never found out, you know, what happened? If there's there's so many circumstances where I definitely, once you become a little older and you have some understanding, I, I think there's ways to talk about it. Hey, let's go to therapy and let's talk about what really happened, you know, when we were younger. But even looking at that, it makes me wonder about going back to that protectiveness when it comes to a twin dynamic you know when you look at a regular sibling dynamic normally the older sibling is the more protective one right of the younger sibling but when it comes to a twin dynamic do you think that one twin could be more protective of the other or do you think it's kind of a mutual equal kind of sharedness when it comes to uh protectiveness I think it depends on the set of twins that you ask, right? Because if it's you and me, I think emotionally, I'm more to jump in, you know, if I can, if I can see it's going to have an emotional impact on you, whereas for you, I feel like a physical impact. If somebody's about to come at me, you physically might pop out there. So it just depends on the set of twins. Um so I don't know if it's the older versus younger, at least with us. So in this, I think it's specific to our personalities, but yeah, I don't know if it's older versus younger. Somebody's kind of coming at you. I know physically you can handle it, so I don't have to worry about it. But if, if somebody's, if there seems to be some sort of emotional trauma that could come your way, or I feel like I can protect you in some way in that realm, I will. And I, and I know for me, you know, okay, you might emotionally for me, but you know, emotionally I'm good. But if somebody starts swinging at me, you know, I, I, I'm pretty confident you're going to pop out in front of me. So it just depends on the level of protection we're talking about. Um, and I think it depends on the set of twins too. So, so you pretty much saying I'm going to throw them hands if somebody come at you the wrong way. I've seen it happen before in elementary school, but that's for another podcast. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I mean, that is a good per perspective and, and going back to yes, personality types, me and you do have two different personalities. And so maybe our ways of protecting each other come in different ways where I am more of an aggressive person. 
uh, not in, in, in all the time, but when need, when needed, I can go there. So uh, <laughs> that's a, that's a good. Whereas you bring on a lot more of the you know emotional you know, the emotional logic side of it and, and help and care and, and that sort of thing. So yeah, I, I could definitely see how the protectiveness could be split in that view. And so, well, that does lead me to another, that leads me to another question because we talk about uh, protection and even just going back into what you said, hey, Courtney, you're more, you know, physical protecting then you know that mo that emotional side i'm more of that emotional protection so it makes me wonder in a position like this if we were ever in a position like this well maybe i would um you know tell you after a while because i figure eh, it's something that you need to know regardless of how bad or drastic or traumatic the experience was but maybe you looking at me and you understanding the emotional toll that it has on you and what emotional toll it could potentially have on me you might protect me and not uh give me everything that leads me to the next question at the very end marcus does reveal he can't tell his twin alex in person but he does go into another room look in the camera and tell alex what happened to them Alex does have a question about one of the things that he mentions, how it ended, that traumatic experience that they went through as children, how it ended. But it makes me wonder if you hold something or protect somebody from something for those 20 years, what's the chances that you're going to tell the full truth? And do you think that Marcus indeed told Alex everything. I do feel like he told him, I'm, I'm going to let you answer the question first. Do you feel like Marcus told Alex everything? So, I mean, I think that's subjective, right? So I think that, that it, it just, personally, I can't say yes or no. So just based on what went down in the documentary, what he said, you know, I, hey, I take it for face value. There is a portion where Alex talks about, you know, them being twins and they know each other in and out. And maybe I'll ask that, talk about that a little bit after this. But in terms of what he said, and if I think he told him everything, potentially, I do know some of his reasons for not telling him about what went down. Didn't It, didn't, it wasn't only him protecting his twin, but it was him protecting him because they both went through the trauma together. And I think that's a piece that has to be kept in mind as well. Because if one person endures drama and you saw it you know, from the outside and you choose to keep it from them, that's one thing. But if you both endure the same trauma, by telling the other person about it, you're reliving a portion of that trauma and you're kind of having to acknowledge it and deal with the emotions of it as well. So I think that's the other piece. To for something that emotional, I, and again, this is just me personally, to tell a bit, but not all of it, I think would be tough because once you start talking, it just all starts rolling out. That would be my thought. But again, it just depends on the person. Um, but yeah, so I, you know, I don't, I know that doesn't really answer your question with a yes or a no, but for face value for the documentary, what he said, I would say, I mean, I think he did. Now, do I have more questions? Absolutely. 
don't want to spoil it, so I won't go into more details about some of the other questions that I have. But I mean, in terms of the 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 larger meat and potatoes of the trauma that they endured, yes. So I think he did he did reveal that portion. Yes, interesting, you know, some of the points that you made. Me personally watching it, I think that he told enough that he knew would satisfy um, Alex. Maybe he knew, you know, he never answered the question for Alex through those 20 years. And I think he finally answered the question and he added a little more sauce to it. I mean, uh, Alex even mentioned that, hey, he kind of figured some of it, but there were some parts of it that he just didn't know maybe the magnitude. Uh, but I do think I do think that Marcus may have withheld a few other details because there are some other things surrounding this story that is just weird. And, um, you know, what you did mention, I think is interesting that from the perspective of Marcus, he, he was protecting himself as well. He did not want to relive some of that. He was free in a sense because, well, he didn't have anybody that was, you know, constantly, you know, talking to him about it or suffering through it. So he could kind of throw it away uh, as well. And he, he kind of healed through that. But I think there is an, an, another point um, looking at Alex's perspective or just looking at this perspective from the outside going that when somebody encounters some sort of trauma, whether they, and this is a thesis question, really, whether they remember that trauma or not, is there potential effects that could happen from that trauma we know if they remember that experienced trauma that they they're in it's not treated that there are effects that will come from that but if they experience trauma not just something that happened quickly but something that happened over years and years and years of time like does that potentially down the road whether they remember it or not here in alex's position does that have some type of effect the other part of this that nobody really mentioned is what if Alex got his memory back? And I think that's the part of this that's like, hey, you really do have to think about maybe I do need to have this question because what if one night or one day something happened, he hit his head again or whatever, and he gets all of those memories back. Now we have a bigger, you know, we have a bigger issue. So definitely ooh, like you said there's so many things that go in this i would definitely encourage everybody to go look at the documentary it's a little over an hour i think it's about an hour and a half a um, little slow mm -hmm. but it is a lot of information in there a lot of things to kind of like take in yeah i um i think the last the last thing that kind of stood out to me because i was trying to think of generic things not to just spoiler this whole thing, but that that Alex kept mentioning as well was them knowing each other in and out since they were twins. And I do know that some siblings and twins know each other extremely well. They've been around each other so long, so they know each other. But do you think that twins have a, a better chance of knowing each other in and out? or knowing each other better than say regular twi uh, twins, regular siblings? 
Yes, but here's my answer. It's not because they're twins, right? I think they know each other better because they have been around each other more. Typically, if you look at the dynamic between two siblings, normally there's one older than the other one. And so even if it's only one year in between them, there's time that they spend apart. It's not like a twin who come, comes into the world together and you're learning everything together. You're learning yourself together. You're learning other people together. You're learning what everything is and you're learning it with somebody else. So of course you're going to learn that person and be more in tune with that person than anybody else. Because while you're learning this world and what everything is, including yourself, there is somebody else and there there's not somebody else across the street there right beside you. In most cases, twins are sharing the same room and they're sharing so much together that, yeah, I do think that it's a higher chance of probability with twins because they're not because they're twins, but because they're always together and especially in those developmental uh, years you know, from infancy on until, you know, kind of like elementary school where you're really learning so much. Okay. All right. I, I would definitely say I agree with that. I do think that there should always be space for the unexpected. Doesn't matter how much you know anybody. I, I think that there's a few things that would just throw people off that know you well, because I think Pete, you can know somebody extremely well, but you don't know everything about them. I always think there's a few things about each person that only they know. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, to, to agree with you, yes, because at some point in time, you do start to branch off. So I think that, you know, me and you, if we had to play a guessing game, or something and we had to guess each other's characteristics we would probably end with a 100 percent up until maybe the age uh maybe 11 or 12 definitely when we start to go into middle school because well we start to bring on different experiences you were interested in things that were different than what i was interested in so now we started to experience things differently because we our interests started to shift so Absolutely. At that point in time, I think, you know, if we start playing the guessing game in middle school, you know, we might not have 100%. We might have had about a 90%. And then as we got on and on and on, definitely on to college now, it really is a guessing game. You know, I think I got about 50% down and the other 50% is for the Lord. I don't know. So, <laughs> yeah, to answer your question, yes, I do think that they were very close. And I think that they were very close because they were forced and again don't want to don't want to reveal too much but they were kind of forced to be together even past those separation years they were kind of really forced to be together so yeah for them they could they could they definitely were in tune uh with each other okay okay well this was definitely uh a good one to to discuss we we're gonna have to pick it up next month i feel like uh you know it's easy to find these twin trauma interesting stories everybody loved that we we gotta if y'all know of any stories of any twins that are multi-billionaires somehow let us know a piece you know they both billionaires just 
let us know. Maybe we need to look that one up for the next one to pick this up. We had the silent twins and we had tell me who I am, but I guess that's interesting all in itself. You can always find the the weird, mysterious kind of twin stuff. I think people get really fascinated with that. So you can always search that down. So we'll we'll have to try and sprinkle in a fun one next time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think it was a good one. It was good uh, documentary to watch again. Uh, Tell me who I am on Netflix. You know, if you got some time about 90 minutes, go check it out and uh, send us an email. Shoot us and, and let us know, you know, what you think. Our email is twin theory podcasters at gmail.com. We have uh, Instagram uh, twin theory podcast. Uh, you can always also find us on YouTube at the Twin Theory Podcast, and we're on all major podcasting uh, channels or networks or websites or whatever uh, media. We're on the major ones, so definitely, you know, check us out. Uh, you know, shoot us some comments. We we definitely read all your comments and. Um, you know, if you have any twins in mind, uh, not we we kind of we say we go on mainstream, but at the same time, we kind of want to pick some twins that everybody is not so much of a high household name. But uh, definitely, if you have some stories or anything that you want to pass on to us, some local news or something about some twins, I got a thought about one risk that I'm going to send to you. It's not cheery, though. It's not a happy, but it's not a bad one. It's just a very weird, quirky one. So so definitely um but you all have a great one i hope you all have had a great summer we are getting towards the end of the summer so if you didn't soak up the sun this is you probably only got a few more weeks left you probably should go do that for y'all that are back in school have fun keep your mask on and we will talk to you all next month see you next month